the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning to you. We say in the Creed, which is the profession of our faith towards the end, and he shall come again to judge the living and the dead. We might ask ourselves, Do we believe everything that we profess in the creed? And if we believe this statement, that he will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, what does that mean? Does it it mean that he's going to send somebody to hell? Do we really even believe in hell? Is there really such a thing as hell? Is somebody going to go there? Let me ask you this question. When is the last time you went to a funeral and you wondered in your heart of hearts whether or not that person was going to heaven or to hell? If I'm guessing correctly, I would say that most of us think that everybody goes to heaven. Not only do all dogs go to heaven, all people go to heaven too. Everybody goes to heaven. Because why? Because God is nice. Because God is good. Even if we don't believe in God, when we go to the funeral, we believe in God and think they're going to go to be with God. And then when the funeral's over, we go back to not believing in God anymore. I think we're messed up. And, I, I, and, and this is a day when we should pause and seriously consider not only what we believe, but what we should believe and what the church teaches about these things and whether or not I should believe that God is going to judge me. You know, most Christians in this nation teach that Christians are going to get off scot-free in the end, don't they? You know, the, uh, what do they call it? The pre-tribulation rapture. We're all going to be lifted up into heaven and we don't want to experience any persecution, any suffering, any sorrow, any judgment, any anything. Only in America would such a doctrine thrive as much as it uh, uh, has in our day and time. Let me turn this just a little bit and, and talk about not eternal, you know, judgment and consignment to hell, but just talk about punishment and correction for a minute. Because we've gotten to the point we can't even punish or correct anymore without being judged for judging. (laughs) Have you ever been judged for judging? Don't judge. That was wrong, you know. That judgment's worse than what I just did. 
You know, parents, if the kid sticks his hand on top of the stove on an open flame, don't do that. Get away from there. Raised voice, harsh, maybe a, a slap on the hand. Going to crawling down under the kitchen sink, you know, pulling out the raid and going, <laughs> you know, no, no, you know, pull that, pull that away. That's terrible. A, a, a man who, who's a hunter takes his, his son out and teaches him how to, how to use a gun and severely scolds him and punishes him when, when the youth pointed that loaded gun towards another human being. Her kid pulls a, a sharp fillet knife out and starts cutting cardboard for their school project and stabs themselves in the, you know, in the thigh in the process of that. Holly did that. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, don't do that. Why? Because of hate? We all know it's because of love that that punishment and that correction comes. But our society ha has polarized and made opposite and totally inconsistent with each other love and judgment. This is not true. This is false. Love and judgment. Perfect love. Perfect judgment. That's who God is. Let's look at it at another, on a slightly different angle. Have you ever experienced any injustice against you that was never dealt with? Maybe you're 70 years old and you're sitting there, yeah, I know, yeah. Now that you remind me. I'm still upset about it, right? All right, so we all have injustices that have taken place in our life. Some have been dealt with, maybe not dealt with enough. Others have never been dealt with. Never reconciled. Never, never brought to true justice. Never judged. Correctly. Would you like that to be reconciled? Would you like to be vindicated? This past week, uh, I don't know if any of you baseball fans have ever watched recent movie 42, the story of Jackie Robinson, first African-American professional baseball player. Lots of injustice towards him. Lots of it. And lots of it never reconciled. In our hearts of hearts, we really want a righteous and loving God to appear and set everything right. 
then he will come again to judge the living and the dead. That is, he will set everything right. In that sense, we may long for it. We may want it to come now. But how will each and every one of us be judged? The Lord says, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And the righteous said, when did we do this? And he said, if you did it one to the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. And so this is certainly an injunction for us to be about caring for our fellow man. And this is very important. And this will be uh, taken into consideration in the final judgment, how we treat each other and how we show mercy on the other. And I would encourage all of us to be prepared to respond when people in need are placed before us by God. Consider this, and maybe I'm right and maybe I'm wrong, but consider this, that all of these homeless street people are on the street corners and we pass by them daily because God has placed them there in order to soften our hearts. They're there because God put them there for my salvation and for my repentance. But St. Nikolai takes this deeper. And I think it's good because we can consider how many people who don't believe in God, how many people who hate the church, how many people who are spiritual but not religious, feed the hungry, give drink to those who are thirsty, clothe the naked, visit, and so on. So we have to go deeper and look into an, an inner meaning and a motivation of the heart because God will go to the heart of a man, not simply to the external acts of kindness that he did. He will go into the heart. He will look into the heart. And so St. Nikolai asks us, to look into the heart. And I would like to read this section for you. He says, there's an inner meaning that has to do with Christ within ourselves. Every pure thought of our minds and every noble feeling of our hearts and every lofty aspiration of our soul towards accomplishing good, God reveals Himself within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he makes a specific application. If our mind hungers for God and we feed it, we have fed Christ within us. 
If our heart is bare of every good and noble thing that is of God and we clothe it, we clothe Christ within us. If our soul is sick and imprisoned by our evil being and our evil actions and we're mindful of it and visit it, and we have, then we have visited Christ within us. In brief, if this other being within us that once took pride of place and that represents the righteous man is subjugated and humiliated by our evil and sinful man within us and we give this righteous man protection, we are protecting Christ within ourselves. This righteous man within us is very, very small and the sinner within us is a veritable Goliath. But this righteous man within us is Christ's little brother. And the sinner within us is the Goliath-like enemy of Christ. If then we protect this righteous man within us, if we free him, if we strengthen him, if we bring him to the light, if we raise him above the sinner so that he is completely dominant over the sinner, we could say with the apostle, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Do you know that little brother inside of you? I do. And we have to ask ourselves before the judge, have I protected Christ within me that was given to me when I was baptized into Christ? And if I have not protected that little brother inside of me, I need to repent and I need to begin now to protect him and to strengthen him to feed him, to clothe him, to nurture him so that he can overcome the Goliath of my sins that rage in my flesh. Are you up to it? God is the judge and God will one day separate the sheep from the goats. May we be counted among the sheep, and when he judges the nations, may we be numbered in the royal priesthood, the holy nation of God. Amen.